Frankly, you know, I, I was thinking about this the other day too, you know, they kind of nixed the uh, 2020 tour. I don't know if it's officially kaput, but I heard that all the dates they had held are now released and it's probably not going to happen. But I was thinking, you know, concern is, you know, all the bands staying healthy and you can't, you know, book a big stadium for 80,000 people and then refund all those tickets and blah, blah, blah. Maybe now is the time Bruce should go out and do a, a solo tour, take Broadway on the road, do another Devils and Dust. All he's got to worry about is himself staying healthy and maybe Kevin and another couple techs and lighting guys or something. But, um, and then maybe he can play, we can see some shows and we can get some of these songs that we're talking about. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Listing Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and uh, we are in our second episode with my buddy Ron uh, talking Bruce Springsteen songs. So, Ron, welcome back to the podcast. Yep, great to be here. It was always a blast. So, thanks for having me yet again. <laughs> Hopefully well, no, I, I love it. So, um, <laughs> As um, the plan is, I'll be re- uh, we recorded an episode a week or so ago where we um, uh, ranked um, our Springsteen songs of, gosh, now see, it's been so long. I, uh, the last I, decade. Yeah, the yeah. last decade. Yes, his last decade songs. Right. And we had a blast. And so now then today, we are going our 20 most underappreciated songs maybe i think that's how we decided right yep underappreciated underrated overlooked uh, i think it all yeah. falls falls into yeah. this uh, 20 and so you were you were talking a little bit before we hit record but just ex- explain a little bit to our listeners where you got the idea of this topic uh yeah you know um on twitter and, and places like backstreets and even just a normal conversation it's always uh, thing to you know sort of rank stuff right so that's kind of where i got the idea for um the um you know 20 best songs of the last decade and you know people will rank you know their 20 favorite hits and they'll rank their 20 least favorite songs and um you know those two are are kind of you know people probably do that quite a bit but i was thinking underrated maybe makes a little bit of sense because you can give some attention to uh, a few things that people don't normally talk about some stuff that kind of exists in the middle you know um there's not going to be a lot of big hits or stuff that he, yeah. that everybody loves um and then probably nothing that you know everybody hates either um it's yeah. just that, that, stuff that he doesn't touch enough people don't really talk about it enough doesn't get enough radio play um you or i or the listeners really like but um you know people don't talk about enough for for our like or our taste so um, that's, I thought that'd be an interesting uh, conversation and, and list to run down and maybe we get a good list of songs and people can go uh, make a playlist or something. And just there work. we go. So, um, so I, I had two different methods and uh, I'm going to go through both of them and I'm going to tell you which one I went. My first thought was I went through a couple of lists that are on the internet from Rolling Stone, Vulture, Parade, you know, where they rank 
Bruce Springsteen songs one to a hundred. And I started at a hundred and I went, nope, that's too low. Nope, that's too low. Oh, I can't believe they gave that low and came up with about 25 or 30 songs. Then I consolidated it down to about 25. And then the other thing I decided, and this is how I ended up making my list, is I started at his very first album, went through looking at each track and going, okay, what's a song that um, fans might enjoy? And, and the back of my mind, if, if Bruce said, hey, Jesse, you know, you were granted your wish and I've already given you world peace. I've already given you, you know, uh, you know, uh, health, everyone being healthy and okay in the world. But if we a just tour. could do a How selfish a right, yeah, tour, <laughs> what I'm going to do a, a list of 20 um, obscure songs, 20 songs that don't normally consistently make the set list what do you want to hear and so i did those and that's how and so mine are in chronological order in other words uh, my first song is from a tunnel of love going all the way to um nothing from letter to you made it because at this point i think any song from letter to you the, yeah. the crowd would go crazy right like they're yeah. you know so but i did uh go up through western stars so you actually kind of ranked yours yeah um i did i i when we did the um the 20 you know, favorite songs or best songs, or I forgot how we phrased yeah. it of the last decade. I did what you did, and I went chronologically. I started with the promise, yeah. I to let her do, and I just uh, kind of went in order. Um, with this one, I I did a little differently, just because I feel like if we're we're talking most underrated, you know, when you get to your number one or whatever, it, it should you know pop. And frankly, my top seven, top five are are all ones that I think are, are very truly underrated. But it, okay, you know, number. 20 through 14, you know, people are going to be like, well, that's not underrated. You know, that song is actually a hit, but you yeah. know, over the years it's lost some traction. Bruce doesn't play it. Okay. Um, so kind of like you're saying, um, you know, if, if you were to, you know, give me my, my show, quote unquote, um, you know, some of these songs I would say, Hey, you know what, you don't, despite the fact this may have been a top 10 hit, you don't really touch it. People don't really talk about it. maybe there's other songs on the album that overshadow it. Yeah. Uh, you know, things like that. So uh, you'll see in a minute here, my, like I said, my first five, you're probably going to, you know, or listeners will think, well, you know, people love that song. What are you talking about? But um, I'll try to kind of digress a little bit. and explain Okay. All right. Uh, sounds good. All right. Well, then let's get started. You want to kick us off first? Sure thing. Uh, number 20 for me uh, is Tunnel of Love, the, the song. Um, Tunnel of Love, I think, is my favorite song in that album. I think lyrically, uh, musically, um, and Bruce doesn't really touch it live. Brilliant Disguise gets more play, both on the radio and um, in concert. Uh, so does Tougher Than The Rest, which I actually, I, I love both of those songs, frankly. I really love Tougher Than The Rest. Um, but Tunnel of Love, the, the title track, um, again, I think it was a top 10 hit. I'd have to check my, my notes. But uh, I, I think it's the, the best song on the album. I think it's the best radio single on the album. I think um, if you're going to look at all the lyrics on that album about, um, it's about relationships, right? And then you have One Step Up and um, uh, Brilliant Disguise and Two Faces. But I think some of the lines in Tunnel of Love just, you know, wipe the floor with those other songs. And for whatever reason, 
just isn't played enough. And when, it, when he does play it, everybody's like, oh, my God, and everybody seems to love it. And, um, you know, fans are kind of clamoring for it, but he just uh, seems to kind of ignore it. So um, despite being a hit, despite being, you know, popular and well-regarded, I'm throwing it on at number 20. So uh, I like that. I like that list. Uh, you know, that's good. I like that. Mine um, also, uh, and like I said, mine is in chronological, All That Heaven Will Allow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a song that just really is good. Um, I don't know if he plays it that often, um, yeah. especially now. Um, it has one of my favorite, you know, um, you know, talking about, I, you know, I want, I want all the time, time that, that I can have, especially was a poignant when I was um, facing cancer. Yeah, um, and it, it just I when I talk about when I talk about often going that I would love to hear a, a concert that was started with Tunnel Love Forward. Um, so that's why when I made my list, nothing before Tunnel of Love made it, even though there's some great songs on there. And I actually think that, you know, Factory is rated lower than a lot of people and they don't do Factory often. So that could have made my list. But um, so all that heaven will allow is how I kicked it off. What would be a lot of it on the, or that song a lot on the Devils and Dust tour, um, which was nice. And that's why we've talked a couple of times now. And I think every time so far, I've I've said this, I will say it again. I would love another Devils and Dust tour um, for reasons like these lists, you know. Yeah, exactly. Tunnel Love tracks, um, the 92 albums. And outside of a tour like that, you just don't see You aren't going to get it. And uh, frankly, you know, I, I was thinking about this the other day, too. You know, they kind of nixed the uh, 2020 tour. I don't know if it's officially kaput, but I heard that all the dates they had held are now yeah. released and it's probably not going to happen. But I was thinking, you know, if, if the concern is, you know, all the bands staying healthy and you can't, you know, book a big stadium for 80,000 people and then refund all those tickets and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Maybe now is the time Bruce should go out and do a, a solo tour, take Broadway on the road, do another Devils and Dust. All he's got to worry about is himself staying healthy and maybe Kevin and another couple techs and lighting right. guys or something. But, um, and then maybe he can play, we can see some shows and we can get some of these songs that we're talking about. Well, I thought of that with uh, the None But The Brave podcast put out an episode a day or two ago and they they talked about that, you know, I guess on New Year's Eve, word among people that were in the know said that you know it was canceled and um i do find it funny ron that there are people that are wanting something official to come back that it's officially canceled when nothing officially was ever announced it was happening right so like how can i what how can i announce that something that i never announced isn't happening but anyway well they made uh, posters for uh, that denmark show or whatever yeah. that was it was on the street and i guess yeah. they, they were ready to announce it the next morning or something yeah. the last minute so i mean it was it was definitely you know out yeah there. and it's it's worth listening to it always is uh with um the guys but they talked about that with football and baseball and basketball, if someone gets COVID two or three get COVID, you bring in other people, you know, if, if, um, if Gary and Max test positive for COVID, you, 
do you go on without a drummer? Do you, yeah, you know, right. like, right, that's the issue. But you're right. If Bruce was doing this solo, first off, the odds would be higher that he wouldn't get sick because, you know, right. they could be easier. And two, if he did get sick, it would be easier to try to change Cancel it. two shows yeah. and then yeah, you first, can yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Number two on your list. Uh, number two, again, uh, this is one that was a hit, um, but it's one that gets uh, quite a bit of disrespect these days. And um, I think, you know, I didn't like it too much myself, you know, or, or it's not I didn't like it, but I kind of dismiss it. But now I've really come around to it when it pops on on, on the radio or something at work is uh, Cover Me. Oh, and, okay. Uh, I know some people uh, really dislike it. Um, Ken Rosen, I believe, says it's the bar none worst, least favorite uh Bruce Springsteen song, although he's never really explained why. I think I hit him up on Twitter about it. I'm like, really? And listed, you know, five other, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, titles and, and I didn't get much of a response. But, and, you know, to each his own opinions are just, you know, that. But um, Cover Me, you know, it's got that really slamming guitar riff. It's got a strong vocal from him. It's it's fun live, removed from the whole Born in the USA era. I think it's uh, you know, it, it kind of stands up on its own and sounds good now. And um, yeah, I just, I, I like that song. So um, putting it on there just to give it a shout out. Hey, I got no problem with that. That's a great one. Um, my number two is Living Am Proof. I losing you a little bit here? Uh, just a little bit, but we're Sorry, okay. am I losing you a little? I'm, just a little bit. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut my video off, okay. I think. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. All right, go ahead. Sorry, yeah. Living Proof. Yeah, Living Proof, number two. Uh, I just really love the 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 song, the whole feeling about this, the joy of having a child. And um, once again, I you know, it's from that other band. So the other era, the odds of us getting this live are pretty um, low, though he has pulled it out every once in a while. So yeah. uh, Living Proof would be, uh, you know, second on my list. Well, as you know, I, I told that story about how I took the sign for my just born daughter yes. uh, and, and he played that song for the first time in however long and the band didn't know it or whatever. So yes, it has a special place in my heart too. It didn't make my list only because um, I think most people are asking for it and do love it. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it's one of those things that I think the general fan consensus is they wish he, he played it more. In fact, I didn't, I've always thought that song was a little overrated uh, until I had a kid and, you know, <laughs> that is my, uh, I, I was always, I, I mean, I liked it. It was fine, but, yeah. it, it kinda, um, you know, it's just, it, I don't know what, what I thought about it initially, but I think it just didn't have much of a chorus. It's just kind of the same song yeah. just going, you know, and, and I just didn't really pay a lot of attention to it. And then I mentioned having a kid and going to the show and somebody on, you know, in a chat room said, you know, take a sign and say, play living proof. And I went back and I listened to it. I was like, you know, holy shit, this is a, a great song and, and 100% appropriate for, for what I'm, I'm doing here. And uh, oh, that's awesome. And that's kind of yeah. how I came around on that one. Yeah, I, so. I do remember that story. That's great. All right. Number three. Number three, I am going to go with uh, here. I, I had a making a game time decision here. I'm, I'm going okay. with none but the none but the brave is number. Oh. It's it's actually number eighteen on my list. I'm counting down. I know you're okay. Running That's here, but, okay. Um, so uh, none but the brave. I had stand on it initially, and Ooh. my theory behind stand on it was I was going to let that kind of speak for all the tracks rockers that don't really get out there. So that could have been Pink Cadillac. It could have been. Um, you know, loose ends or, or take them as they come. But, but again, people 
love those songs and are always asking for them. I don't think anybody really talks about Stand On It. I swapped it for Number of the Brave because I was just kind of thinking about what other, you know, outtakes or, or whatever. And um, I think, you know, Number of the Brave is, is a magnificent song lyrically. I think it should have gotten on Born in the USA and it would have fit perfectly there. Um, so, uh, yeah, pick your poison. Stand On It or Number of the Brave. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I think just something off tracks there, a little, little outtake to throw into this top 20 and um those are those are pretty great songs Good. that really talks about and bruce certainly doesn't play them enough so yeah so i did um my third pick um would be better days um okay. it's it's my favorite bruce springsteen song uh yep. it in land of hope and dreams the two favorite songs um i don't think i'll ever get it live but <laughs> i absolutely adore that song i think it is um it is great advice for life. I've just gone on and on about it. So no underappreciated list is going to be for me not <laughs> yeah. complete without that. Well, you are not wrong. I love that song. And um, I, I think he's been, you know, kind of coming around to it and all the 92 material yeah. that he's been lately. And although when I say lately, we're talking five to 10 years ago. So yes. I don't know where that's going to fall if they ever finally get back on stage again. But um, again, another reason to uh, fingers crossed for maybe a solo tour. You might get it, that, that way. it would be so nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 Sure. Um, all right. Uh, number 17. <laughs> no, sorry. Sorry that we're out of. No, out no, of no. That's go okay. Yes. Being on your toes. Uh, number 17 for me. Here's another one. I'm, I'm still in this kind of groove of things where people might be like, well, people love those songs. Why are you talking about them? But uh, again, Bruce doesn't play it enough. And I, I think this one gets overshadowed by its um, A side, which is Born in the USA. Um, my pick is Shut Out the Light, Ooh. which I think is a phenomenal uh, song it, it probably should have made born in the usa i get that maybe it works better as a, a b-side with that song to kind of drive home the point of born in the usa that a lot of people might have missed um but uh that song is phenomenal i was fortunate enough to see it in a solo version he he came to milwaukee here where, where i live and um on the devils and dust tour and opened with it on, on a pump organ like like he often started that that mm -hmm. shows on that tour, or at least in that leg of the tour. Um, and I, I never thought I would see that song live and it was amazing. And um, yeah, just, just lyrically, it's, it's stunning. It's, it's emotional. It's, you know, it's still a song you can actually, you know, kind of listen to. It sounds great. And uh, yeah, he doesn't play it and people don't talk about it a lot. And even though they might highly regard it again, I think it deserves more attention. So I'm putting it sort of, towards the back end of this this list so uh i think that is a great choice i agree um i i and i do not know if we'll have too many duplicates in this one um yeah. because it's so personalized but i would certainly have it i considered putting it on my list great. um <laughs> yeah next up to me where the bands are all right um, i just love that song i love the energy i love the thought of you know i want to be where the bands are i think that's part of that is because that's how we always feel before a tour happens yeah. right and and you just um it got i just think it's a great song simpler like meet me in the city was yeah uh just i love that song so that one next to my chronological where the bands are all right. Yep. I agree. I, I love that one too. It's yeah. a great opener on the, on the reunion tour shows that I didn't get to yeah. see any of them myself just because of my, uh, recent birth i guess but right. <laughs> um but yeah i i like listening back to the the bootlegs of that they opened with that and uh take them as they come and oh yeah like i'd love so, to hear those 
Good. All right, number 16. Number 16. Now I'm getting into some stuff that's a little more obscure. Uh, Stray Bullet from the, the River. Ooh, uh, okay. That song is uh, phenomenal, and I was very disappointed. Uh, we touched on this a little bit last time when, when he announced the River Tour, and he kind of alluded to this idea that, you know, he's going to play the album and then, um, you know, play some outtakes and then, you know, play a bunch of hits and stuff to kind of, you know, bring the bring the show home and, and whatnot. But we really never got the outtakes. And, and Stray Bullet is just one. And it's a slight song. It's it's quiet. I can see how people might just kind of skip past it. But just the I don't I don't even know how to explain it. The, the vibe of that song and the, um, the, the sort of flow of it and, and how it kind of builds and, and lyrically and um, it's just, I think it's one of his his best songs and certainly most underrated songs. I don't even know if a lot of people know it. Unless you bought that box set, you certainly don't. And I think even a couple of you who bought it probably haven't, uh, you know, found that one. So, um, yeah, go back and listen to Stray Bullet on the River Box. It's a, it's a hell of a song. So. <clears throat> I will check that out. That is absolutely great. My next one is County Fair. Okay. I just it it's just a kind of just their song. I but from the first time I heard it, I just really loved the song. Yeah. I guess just the idea of going to, you know, that that fall evening with the smell of cotton candy and popcorn and hearing all the barkers with the games and just it, it you know going in the livestock. I. I you know, I can remember going to small, you know, county fairs as a kid and enjoying the hell out of them. So that that made one of my lists. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I totally agree with you. And he's he's great at painting pictures. And that's a song that doesn't like you said, it's kind of slight or kind of buried in, in there in the mix. And, um, you know, we're kind of on the same page with yeah. what I was saying about Stray Bullet, too. And mm -hmm. uh, um, yeah, those are the ones people should definitely seek out amongst the big you know popular ones absolutely number 15 my friend 15 is last man standing from letter to you it's the only one i got oh. the new one that song hit me right off the bat i think it's still the best song on the album um i you know i, I most of the attention goes to you know ghosts the title track and now that he's been doing um i'll see him i dream quite a bit um uh, but last man standing i just I, I, that's the one that um uh, I just I never skip it when it comes on. I'm always moved to put it on. If I if I put letter to you in, I kind of start with that and ghosts, and then you know go from there. So um, that one I I don't know what it is, but just to, in terms of him kind of crafting a good you know pop rock song, um, you know that that also tells a story, and you know I I can really feel and uh, you know visualize everything he's saying in that song, and it and it just rocks. So. Um, and people don't really talk about it too much. They talk more about ghosts and uh, some of the yeah. other ones on there. So, I, I think that's a really good choice. If you're going to put something from Letter to You, I think that's a really good choice. Um, you know, what's funny is... The thesis of Letter to yeah. you, you. know, Ghosts maybe too. But yeah. uh, I, I feel like that is the, the sort of the essential song that is kind of letting you know what Bruce is saying with, with that whole album is like the centerpiece you know and and uh unfortunately it's kind of overlooked i don't hear too many people talking about it so. you know what i found interesting as i was doing the research right if i was the priest made rolling stones 100th but it was unreleased oh, it yeah. was, you know because it was before this had come out which i thought was pretty interesting i wonder where they would put it if they're re-ranking them right. um, next on me is lion's den okay. um it's just a fun pop little hit 
Um, I also, it brings me back to my days of um, Rose, Pound, Rose Pine First Baptist Church, uh, you know, uh, going to Bible school, uh, vacation yeah. Bible school and, you know, in, in the summers and that combination, you know, um, it, it it is just it's just a fun pop song. And I, I, once again, I just would love to hear him perform it live. Yeah. I mean, and it goes back to kind of what I was saying earlier when I was talking about, you know, stand on it and none but the bridge, yeah. you know, there's so many of those songs on tracks that uh, just yeah. kind of buried in there and, and sort of forgotten. And um, a lot of disc three is, is like that, you know, you could yes, is. And pick, you know, any of those titles and they'd stand up for what we're talking about with those songs. Yeah. yeah <laughs> a lot of my came from tracks. Just yeah. because, and, and partly because um, since I didn't see my first show to 2002, there is a lot of those songs that I've never had a chance to hear live. Right. And Same. so they, I have this sentimental to them. All right. right. And again, the Devils and Dust Tour took care of a lot of that. And uh, I, again, another reason to. Yes, exactly. <laughs> think I about know. that, Bruce. I don't know if he's yeah, listening. The, yeah, exactly. Hey, Bruce, come on. Let's do this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Number 14. Uh, 14 for me, Man's Job from Ooh. Human Touch. Yep. Uh, again, another one that kind of like we're talking about with Living Proof. I don't know, I probably dismissed it, you know, early on and I've really come around to it lately. Um, I think it would be a fun song live if you would try it out more. He kind of brought it back a little bit on the, uh, I want to say 2014 tour, High Oaks mm-hmm. maybe. Um, but I brought it back. I mean, he played it probably twice. So <laughs> it's not exactly like it yeah. you know, became a huge thing. And again, I think some fans are, are you know, would, would bring signs for that. I've seen him and whatnot, but I think it remains pretty underrated. And, and the, the thing about that song, I, I'm going to let it stand for a lot of songs on Human Touch and Lucky Town that could have, should have, would have been, I think, radio hits at the time had the record company or Bruce or Landau, or I don't know whose problem it was, but they pick some really dumb stuff like, you know, 57 channels and, you know, things like that to represent the album when man's job certainly could have held a place in the top 10 alongside. If you, you look at what else was, you know, some sting songs at that time or Billy Joel or Elton John, um, you know, man's job, roll the dice. I, I had that on here too, but I think that one's a little more well-known. So I swapped it for man's job, but okay. all of those songs, um, I, I don't, it, it kind of boggles my mind why he didn't think that those would be the ones that might get people to listen mm-hmm. and buy those albums. So, yeah. All right. Nice. Very good. Um, I continue my tracks journey, uh, car wash. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, once again, it's one of those, it's a great story. You, you know, this person, you know, he hates his job. He hates his boss, um, everything that's going on. Um, so uh, there is there is a whole concert made up of songs from tracks that in in an alternate timeline, you know, he's touring and doing right. Yeah, one hundred percent. I would love to see that. I mean, I, I think a lot of fans would. You know, the number of the brave guys talked about this a lot, and I think yeah, it, it comes up plenty of times and on back streets and fan sites and whatnot that uh, if he would just go out and play tracks you know two and three or whatever we'd all go home happy steve has said it himself you know yeah exactly i agree yeah yeah good all right number 13 my friend 13 is jackson cage from the river nice Uh, yeah it gets kind of buried in that album it gets buried on tour it uh, gets buried everywhere but i think uh, it's one of the the best songs he's got you know these these kind of rockers on these albums that um you know, something like Adam Raised a Cane is a good example. Um, you know, they, they really come alive 
live and they're you know these kind of guitar driven songs and they're sort of intense and you know he's he's got a kind of shout them and yell them and and whatnot and um they they really work they work live they work well on the album but for some reason they always seem to be the ones that sort of uh you know fall by the wayside or fans don't like as much and um i think they like the more operatic stuff like jungle land and thunder road but uh you know, I like it when it's just the E Street Band, you know, three guitars, shoulder to shoulder, really cooking. And um, I've got quite a few songs like this coming up. And uh, Jackson Cage is, is certainly one of them. So, so I always smile because um, the guys on Bruce Springsteen's The Alphabet said, why did Jesse not name his podcast Jackson Cage? And I went, <laughs> I never thought of that. Yeah. I didn't either. And I'm like, damn it yeah that, what uh, yeah yes you know well, i could have had a v8 with my moment right or jesse uh, jackson cage or i don't yeah, know exactly. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah make nicholas cage movies when you're done talking about bruce or something exactly I don't yeah. <laughs> yeah uh so yeah that's very nice um so yeah i'm so glad you mentioned that one uh i finished up tracks with rockaway of the days perfect uh, yeah um it is just it is it's once again it's those mid rockers that are fun uh that it would just be great to see yeah Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that right next to car wash because for whatever reason i don't know if i made a playlist or a mix cd or something but those two are always right next to each other and and they don't they're really like the same song but i always think of them yeah no you know they're they're just like part of a part of a whole and uh um, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So in, in another list, I definitely would. Yeah. All right. Number 12, my friend. What Love Can Do from Working on a Dream. Um, okay. Again, kind of the, the same Jackson Cage type thing. It's one of those sort yeah. of uh, mid-tempo, uh, hard, hard guitar driven rockers. And he's only played it once and, and it was great. He played it kind of differently. I don't know if you've seen the video. I think it was in Philadelphia. Um, he played the first verse just him strumming his guitar and then the band kicks in for the uh you know the second verse um it works just as well i i would like it either way uh, the, the album version is great too but he never played it again um this is one on working on a dream that i think people do like i think it is the one that they all kind of said should have been played more and uh, should have been mm-hmm. a single and, and that kind of thing i think it's a leftover from magic which probably explains why you know it, it sits yeah. a little closer next to um you know like radio nowhere and long walk home and some of that stuff um but but yeah man that that song is is great and it's it's really a shame that uh, he never really got anywhere with it so well you have made a liar out of me what love can do made my list okay (laughs) so yes when i got to king you know when i got to working on dream there was other things i mean i i don't mind working on a dream i actually think the title track was good you know he did at the super bowl but uh, what love can do made my list so there we go that's good Um, i think it's aged well uh you know it's one of those albums that when it came out initially i was kind of like I was, I was working to defend it, you know. I, I, yes, exactly. I, I, I wasn't wasn't lying. I did like it, um, yeah. but there was a lot more I didn't like, and a lot more I had to get used to. Um, but the, there's probably five or six songs on that album that I I would put on any mix and uh, you yes, know that kind of thing. But exactly. I think it is a is an underrated yeah. album overall. But <laughs> my next is um, once again, I think Devils and Dust. We got a little further up on the further down the road, you know. Yeah um but it is one 
I think hardcore fans, well, like, you know, I, they'll often end their emails with that or they'll do that. But I think that's a song that I, I have not seen perform live and I would love to hear the full band doing it, make it part of their, uh, you know, set. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's, I got that one. Yeah. Three. Uh, yeah. Number 11, my friend. Um, I, have the long, right. I have the long goodbye from, uh, I think it's human touch. Yeah. It's got oh, Okay. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. that. It, it says something if I'm not even hundred percent sure what all the time, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I came around to this one a couple of years ago and, and I really like it now. Um, I don't know. Nobody talks about it. And, and again, so it's, it's a perfect candidate for this list. I think it's got good lyrics. I think it's got a good driving, um, you know, beat or whatever you want to call it musically it's a good song um and and yeah just just nobody ever really talks about it. it's kind of forgotten and, and when people do bring up you know hey these songs on human touch are actually good um that one doesn't seem to really come up too much but uh, there's there's certainly nothing wrong with it and i would even argue that it's it's a very catchy song that could easily sound fine on radio again maybe back in 92 not so much now but yeah um yeah when i when i listen to certain things that come on you know even now or, or looking back then it, it just it kind of boggles my mind that some of this stuff from from bruce couldn't uh, get in there so uh, I, that one i really like yeah right there with you great great choice nice. um my next one is from the rising and once again, this is a timing thing. Um, the Rising was my first show in 2002. And I didn't appreciate Mary's Place when I was at the first show because I had not really listened to the Rising album much. Yeah. And so after going to the show and I started playing the CD a lot, I discovered I loved Mary's place. It, it reminds me, uh, you know, ever out on the front porch, you know, it reminds me of, I've told the story many times about growing up on a dairy farm. My grandparents would be on the front porch shelling peas and, and, and you know, <laughs> shucking corn and telling stories. And, and so it, that, that sense of family, that sense of togetherness. And, you know, I've only heard it once and that was, the, my very first show and I didn't even know what I was getting so yeah. since then he's kind of retired it he doesn't play it um and it's one that I I'm chasing even though officially I've heard it I just right. would love to hear it again and it just is it it makes me happy I mean I will say I too love Mary's Place um it was kind of on my list but I ended up putting it in parentheses to kind of bring up and, and talk about next to yeah. a, a different song um but you you're right on all accounts here I I, I love the song I love the lyrics I think it, it the every criticism I've heard about it I, I disagree with I don't, yeah. I don't know where people's heads are at with that song um I do get that maybe they don't like how how long it kind of came and got drug out in concert you know he started yeah. doing this I'm, I'm gonna build a house intro and yeah um but I, I thought it was cool when they put the band intro in there um in the middle of it and, and on the rising tour um I I personally like him doing that I like how they stretched it out on 10th Avenue freeze out I don't know if you remember me telling you but my, the whole thing that kind of got me into Bruce was I saw that live performance of 10th Avenue freeze out where he's introducing the band he's doing his yeah. preachers and all that and I was like holy shit this guy is something else and, and seeing that and then it was great when I finally did go to a show on the rising tour that he kept that you know alive or somewhat alive with Mary's place 
Um, so that endeared me to the song. But I do think if you just go back and listen to the lyrics, it's a it's a well written song, great lyrics. Um, it, it it's it's a fun song, but it's also yeah. very um, meaningful. I, I, that last verse with the you know bands counting out midnight and uh, floors yeah. running loud, and that just that gets me amped up every single time. And he has played it quite a few times. He, he brings it back every now and then. It's like when he needs something in the set to like. Yeah. You know, do something with kind of like waiting on a sunny day or, or whatever he, he has trotted that one out in recent years but um you're right it's not a not something you're yeah. likely to just see on an off night but yeah it's that you know waiting mm-hmm. on a shot from the crowd waiting you know it just it, it's just a, such a great song so. it's so good yeah, yeah. i agree 100 all right we're breaking top 10 Top 10. Um, I did a split here because I more like the aesthetic than I like, well, I like the songs, but, um, and this is something that is controversial because a lot of people hate it, but I went with Good Eye and Night with the Jersey Devil because Uh I'm a fan of the bullet mic. I'm a fan of him doing Reason to Believe on the bullet mic in the um, uh, Devils and Dust tour, and I'm a fan of both of those songs. Good Eye was one of the first songs I heard from Working on a Dream other than the title track. They kind of leaked to these little... uh, um, quote singles out um, and good I think it was the first one I just thought that song rocked and it come to my astonishment when the you know album came out that's the one everybody was dumping on but I, I think yeah. that song smokes I love the way it builds I like the distorted vocal the blues rock style um, that song is 100% underrated Jersey Devil was uh, you know very similar it, um, it was a surprise kind of Halloween release he dropped this video that's very cool Night of the Hunter inspired and uh you know, creepy and everything. And the, the song fits perfectly with that. So um, yeah, I'll take more of that kind of Bruce if he's willing to give it, even if fans don't seem to agree, but that's why it's on a underappreciated list, I guess. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Well done. I, I stand for it. You know, there are songs um, like I say, it's controversy. I like waiting on a sunny day. I even mm-hmm. don't mind the kids singing. I just, you know, yeah. it brings me joy. Um my next one, uh, as I continue uh, chronological, um, Pay Me My Money Down. Um, I love that song, and partly because um, is this has become kind of a shorthand at our house. Anytime it's uh, performance appraisal time, or anytime, like, um, if, if, I've lent money to Chris or he's lent money to me or back and forth or something or like I've bought in tickets and he needs to me, you know, he'll go, Oh, you got me to pay my money down, huh? Or, you know, <laughs> yeah. and you know, pay me, pay me. So it's gotten to be this kind of family anthem about that. And so, and I just think it's a fun song. I, I, there were a lot of the Seeger session songs I did not enjoy when I got the CD, but then when I watched the live in Dublin, seeing them in live, they, they came alive to me. Right. There's still some I don't enjoy, but pay me my money down and a couple others are going to make my list. So, yeah, we, um, we talked about this a little bit last yeah. time and maybe even on our first thing that yeah. um, I, I agree with you. The secret sessions wasn't totally my thing, although there were songs in there I really liked, but I saw a show here in uh, Milwaukee and um, it was the first time I did the pit thing. I, I picked my own wristband number. Yeah. Um, I really thought I cheated and they, you know, they, they I got to be kind of elbows on the stage and right there in front. And um, it was, it was great that, that, that show uh, really sort of brought me around to the material. I was like, Oh, this is why he did this. And, yeah, exactly. and this is what makes this special. And um, if I had to pick a song from there, I, I didn't just cause I, I really 
just don't consider them his songs. I also just didn't have enough room for it. But yeah. um, Oh, Mary, Don't You Weep and Mrs. McGrath, um, you know, American Land, which I guess is is his song. But, um, you know, there's there's plenty of stuff on there that's, yeah. that's very worthwhile. And even, you know, I, I can't take all 13 songs in a row typically, but I yeah. love listening to the live albums. And there's at least five of them that I would put on a, on a playlist and, you know, yeah. mix in with his other stuff. So Good. But, all right. Uh, what am I at? Number nine? Yes. Number nine, Rocky Ground. From Ooh. Rocky. Yep. Um, this love one is it. a bit controversial. You know, people either seem to love it or hate it. Some people can't get past the rap in it. Uh, I think lyrically it's it's gorgeous. Uh, musically it's gorgeous. I like when he does um, uh, religious infused stuff, especially when it sort of builds. You know, if you think of like My City of Ruins or even you yes. know, something like Mary's Place, um, a lot of stuff on the rising. But um, I, I love everywhere that song goes. Um, it was great live. It's great on the record. Um, and again, it's, it's a bit underrated. It, it's one of those songs that, you know, was kind of like the centerpiece of a show or maybe not a centerpiece, but a staple of the show. And then, you know, that, that tour ended and then he never really touched it again. And, and that's unfortunate. Um, but I, I just think it's a phenomenal song. So. I adore that song. Um, my, I've told the story many times when my wife, after the album came out, was was on a girls' trip where they were um, doing hikes and you know going up um, trails, and you know she didn't mind. We've been standing on rocky ground, rocky ground as she's going through with her, you know, backpack and everything, and so I just. You know, talk about, you know, I would there would love to hear. I, I was very happy that during the Wrecking Ball, he did a lot of those songs. Yeah. And uh, so I, yeah, great choice. Great choice. Um, this one is another one that isn't Bruce's, but um, it is. I, I love this little light of mine. Um, I grew up, as I said, in a Southern Baptist church. Where I went to yeah. church camps during the summer and we would sing different songs. And I will, I went to a um, House of Blues um, gospel brunch and I left incredibly disappointed because not one song was as good as that little light is mine. <laughs> Perfectly fine band. They currently sang some great music, but not one song was as good as that. Um, you know, my buddy Sam said that, and I, I know you and I talked about this last time that going to the Seeger session was as close to religious experience he's ever had. <laughs> and yeah. so this little light of mine always makes my exercise tape, okay. you know, cause it's like, you know, count it down, Roy, you know, and the piano going. So um, I don't know is if everyone feels about it the way I do. So I'm like, I'm, I just love it. I just think it's a great yeah. song. Well, that's what this list is for. And yeah, I agree exactly. with you. I love it on that, on that live uh, album and that, that whole stretch there at the end is, uh, yeah. is cool. So I like Absolutely. That, that. Yeah. It's, it's comfortably in the middle there. So yeah. All right. Number eight. Number eight, Valentine's Day. Um, oh, great choice. This one, yeah, it's it's a great song, but I think most fans agree with that. So it, it's maybe not all that underrated. But again, Bruce doesn't really play it. He played it a couple times on the Devils and Dust Tour, phenomenal versions. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, you know, it's just one of those that kind of fell by the wayside. He didn't even really play it on the, I don't think he played it at all on the actual Tunnel of Love Tour. Um, I don't even know if we need a full 
band version of it because it's pretty much just a piano song yeah uh, so you know he sits down at the piano every once in a while and uh, does something and I, as much as i love uh, when he does the promise or um you know incident or something like that mm -hmm. i i would love to see him take time out of an east street band show and, and give us valentine's day and, yeah uh, lyrically i mean i i relate to that song or at least did uh you know prior to having kids and, and things like that um and it's just it's a special song so yeah, a great choice. I absolutely agree with it. Um, next on me is, and then we're, I move the, my last one from the Seeker Sessions. And um, I'm from Louisiana originally. Uh, New Orleans is one of our favorite cities to go to. In fact, just earlier um, this last fall, we went on a uh, quick trip to New Orleans to kind of uh, celebrate me, you know, doing everything and getting yeah. through this. And uh, so how can a poor man stand such time and live um, is, you know, it's a reworking it's it, you know, about Katrina. Um, I think it's so powerful in that Dublin. Um, I was able to hear it once at the Houston show. He played that and I was shocked that he played it uh, yeah. during the high hopes tour. Um, so I don't, I think when everyone says, you know, Hey, you know, shut up and sing. I just love the the political statement there, the the whole kind of talking from that perspective, you know, I where I've got, you know, those who got got out of town, those who don't got left to drown. Yeah. It's 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 just a very powerful political statement about those who have and those who don't. So I I know a lot of people don't like when Bruce gets too overly political, but for me in this case, because it's such a close thing to Katrina and all that, and from Louisiana, it, it made my list. Yeah, well, you actually got me here because uh, I forgot all about that song, and I love it, and I would have put it on here if I <laughs> so, um, Very nice. Yeah, I remember when that song was first released, it was like a kind of like a free download or something yeah. like that. I don't remember exactly, but... Um, I, I loved it from the jump. I liked it more than probably anything on uh, the Seeger session, at least at that, that time. Yeah. Uh, you know, they had this this anger and this, uh, you know, just sort of kind of ferocity about it. And um, yeah, and the lyrics are are terrific. And you know, you know, it's it's Bush specific or Katrina specific, I guess. But it, you know, fifteen years or whatever removed from that, it it still is applicable yes. to anything you you want to apply it to and and i i like angry bruce uh whether you agree with his politics or not it makes for um some of his most compelling work you know whether you're talking uh, born in the usa or uh you know that stuff and some of the stuff on wrecking ball and magic um that, that that's those are his best songs i mean let's let not beat around i mean like, you know people are gonna be like oh i don't know if this is good as thunder road or whatever but um okay fine but what you know really gets gets that fire kind of burning right. under him and, and whatever and it's when he's angry and i think that's the the best best bruce we got so oh um, absolutely i'm glad you got that on there I, i'm Good. an idiot for forgetting it so. no 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 all right you what's your number seven number seven is sundown from uh, the uh what am i blanking on western stars yes uh sundown is the first song on that album that I just hit on repeat over and over and over again. I don't know. It's something about his, his vocal, the way the song um, builds and, and sort of cascades around. I tried to kind of articulate this on because it was on my list of his, uh, when we did the, the last 
show about um, the top 20 of uh, yeah. the last 10 years. But um, I can't really explain, you know, I guess why I love that so much. I, I, I love the lyrics. I love the, the, the emotion, the feeling that gets out of it. I, I think his, his vocal is great. Um, and it's just one that really captured me. And I, I think, you know, Western stars, the title track and uh, moonlight motel are um, probably the, the best songs on that album, you know, from a lyrical and sort of evocative standpoint and everything. But my, my personal favorite, I think is, is sundown. It's another one that I feel like I've heard some songs kind of like that on, on radio lately, like newer stuff. And I was just like, why can't we drop Bruce in the middle of that with, with this song, they kind of left money on the table of what could have been a, single i don't think it would have been huge or anything but it, it could have got him some radio play and maybe got that uh album some more sales but i don't know but maybe my a and r skills aren't that great but it's uh no it's, i it's i like it album. yeah um i did um i did my next two are both from magic and i know that uh, i'll work for your love is one of them that i i just adore and then Girls in Their Summer Clothes, I know they actually did a remix of it, and, and, and a lot of people love that song. Once again, I only got to hear it once, and those are two of the songs that I play over and over again with Magic. And um, so I, I kind of a duo with those two. Um, as someone who's been married for over 30 years, that concept, I'll work for your love, what others may want for free, you know, and it is hard work being married It's hard work um, being a good partner uh, on both ends. And so I just, I, I, I love that I work for your love. And then also the joy of the girls in their summer clothes and enjoying that vision and just enjoying the life that it, it, I've often said it's his version of a Brian Wilson song. So uh, those are my next two that are both from magic. All right. Well, I'm going to keep my mouth shut because we might be talking about this again shortly. Okay. Very nice. <laughs> cool. Yeah. What's number six? Uh, number six is Life Itself from Working on a Dream. Um, oh, good. This was another one that was released as the this kind of quasi single. I think it was like an Amazon exclusive back before yeah. you know before the album came. So Good Eye was dropped somehow. I think it was a free download from Springsteen.net, and then they did Life Itself. Um, on Amazon or something and it wasn't mm -hmm. free. I remember having to pay for it, but I just, I love the sort of, it's, it's a very different song for Bruce. It's, it's the, the guitar is kind of played backwards. I assume it's Nils kind of doing that, but um, it, and just lyrically, uh, you know, it, it's kind of like sundown in a way it's, it's that album's sundown for me. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it, it's this very sort of kind of stark um, confessional, type song and and again he just he's got so many great lyrics in there and of course i'd have to sit here and like really think about the song and kind of go through it in my head to, to pull them out right now but um of of all the songs i'm working on a dream and i, I already mentioned what love can do and i mentioned good eye um and, and those are some of my favorites um uh, but I, you know that that's probably the one that i feel like really kind of stands out and, and unfortunately nobody talks about it people talk about kingdom of days and this life um and, and those are fine songs and then uh, the last carnival gets gets some attention and, and so does the wrestler which was kind of tacked onto that but life itself never really comes up and and i don't get that because i would put that if not number one definitely in probably the top three on the, that album so yeah i think it's a great album i do agree it's a great song and i do think that it it is magic was so powerful and so appreciated and then they just it 
you know, it was different. Working right. on Dream is different. And so great, great choice. Yeah. Um, I love Ain't Good Enough for You. Okay. Yeah. I just, it is just, it, it, you know, it's one of those, it's such a pop little song. Uh, the idea that no matter what I do, it's not good enough for you. Um, I remember there was a discussion on blogness about people being greedy about what they're going to want to hear and they're doing. And I said, Hey, look, you know, I'm just going to be happy with whatever he gets. And, you know, would I love to hear gain good enough for you? Absolutely. But, you know, I'm just going to take whatever you want. And someone yeah. said, I think Jesse nailed it. We're saying it ain't good enough for you. There are some of us fans are so focused that we aren't appreciative of what we're getting. So um, I, I, I'd love to hear him do it live. I think the band would have a blast doing it. Yeah. And so that, that made my list. Yeah. I have no idea why they didn't uh, ever really touch that song. I mean, it, like we were talking about last time I, I left it off my, you know, top yeah. 20 because I made my, this rule about not nothing that was recorded in the seventies or whatever. Right. But um, yeah, it, it's, I, I didn't put it on here either because I think most people agree with us that that's one of the better songs on the yeah, promise. Exactly. Um, but yeah, in terms of why uh, they haven't played it, it seems like a very easy one just to play a fun little ditty if yeah. they need uh, to trot out. And uh, but I guess you know he's probably got a hundred of those, and um, you know you you play that one, some people will be happy, and then some other people will be pissed you didn't play uh, you know stand on it or whatever we were talking exactly. about. Earlier. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they wanted to hear. Yeah, so you know you're right. It's it's a it's a great song. It's one of my yeah. favorite ones on that collection. So all right, number five. Number five is girls in their summer clothes. Ah, so, uh, yes. We kind of touched on it a little bit. I, I had more songs from magic on here. I had radio nowhere on here back when I was kind of talking about uh, Jackson cage and um, what love can do. And some of these kind of guitar rockers that, you know, sort of get uh, tossed off radio nowhere was the big magic single. So yeah. I, I felt I would leave it off. Although I would put it next to, you know, like cover me and tunnel of love is one of these that even though it's, you know, well-liked and, you know, he played a lot on that tour, I don't know if it gets quite enough credit. I think Radio Nowhere is a, a smoking rock song and the kind of thing that he and the band should frankly do more of, or at least play more of in a show. But um, I, I chose Girls in Their Summer Clothes, but honestly, this could have been Living in the Future. This could have been I'll Work for Your Love. This could have been uh, You'll Be Coming Down. Um, about the only two songs on Magic that, um, you know, get any sort of real love, it seems like, from the fans is um, Long Walk Home and Devil's Arcade. Um, everybody else seems to be kind of split, and even though everybody kind of likes Radio Nowhere or, you know, kind of likes, uh, you know, whatever, your own worst enemy or something, um, they, everybody kind of talks about um, uh, Long Walk Home as, as the best one. And, and they might be right. That, that's a phenomenal song, and, and the whole album yes. is great. But, but Girls in Their Summer Clothes is a bit divisive. Uh, you know, I know people don't like it. I know people didn't like it on the Magic Tour. It's not quite as good live. Um, I'll, I'll agree with that, although it's certainly fun. Um, but I just, I love that song. I, it, it's one of those that it, I put it on all kinds of mixes. Every time it comes on, I'm, I'm happy to hear it. it. It never gets old. I love that verse about, um, loves a fool's dance. I ain't got much sense, but I still got my feet. Um, you know, there, there's just, there's so much in there. And, and like you said, it, it harkens back to, you know, Brian Wilson and some of these 60 songs, but not so much that it's, it's cheesy. And I think that's where he maybe kind of lost the thread a little bit on some stuff on, uh, you know, working on a dream and, and some of the later albums where it just comes off yeah. as a little too much. 
Um, but that song is, is spot on perfect. I, I love it every time I hear it. And uh, um, yeah, so if I'm going to represent magic on this list, I'm going to go with that one. So. Yeah, and I'm, I sometimes, and it, heaven forbid, I, you know, criticize what they're doing because, you know, I, I, I make a big point about whatever the guy wants to play, I'm going to be happy with. But it is sometimes he has such a diverse catalog and it we he goes back to um, and I guess it's what people want to hear. But there are some that, you know, you go, man, instead of getting X, wouldn't it be nice to get something from Magic or, right. you know, uh, bringing one from Wrecking Ball back again or something like that. Yeah. Um, so versus something from, you know, Darkness or Born to Run, those albums. Um, yeah. it, well, it's it, like every band, you know, yeah. as soon as they have, you know, 20 albums under their wing, you're not going to hear too much from the, yeah. the last tour on the, on the next tour. You know, it's all you can do yeah. to fit in the classics and then the new stuff yeah. you want to play. And then that's exactly. It. And, yeah. And I get that. But, uh, yeah. and, and like I said, some of magic didn't really work all that well live anyway. Right. I think the, the core of that, uh, that five pack they did where he did like, um, uh, it was last to die in the long walk home. And then they yeah. also we've been badlands and the rising in there you know that that was great and you could do that every single tour but um you know girls in their summer clothes and some of those other more wistful songs they didn't quite come off and i think that's why yeah. he went to acoustic for i'll work for your love I, I they must have thought it wasn't really happening with the band and yeah and that's fair so yeah. you know, I don't know. absolutely all right um number four because I did two of mine in a row. So we're oh, you gearing today. up to four. Yeah. Right. My number four is Worlds Apart from The Rising. Ooh, and, okay. Um, much like uh, what I just said about Girls in Their Summer Clothes, that, you know, I, I could mention Count on a Miracle or Nothing Man, or we talked about Mary's Place already. I would, I would put that up there. Worlds Apart, there's a couple things I like about this. Number one, it, it's one of those building guitar driven rockers that I've kind of been talking about on this list that I really like. So that's another one. If you were to, if I were to construct a, a great, Bruce Springsteen, just guitar rock show him, Nils and Steven just, just going at it. Uh, Worlds Apart should, should definitely be on there. Um, also, it, it kind of reminds me a bit of kind of like Youngstown, what they did, you know, on the reunion tour with that. I was a little disappointed that Worlds Apart never quite became the same sort of centerpiece that, that Youngstown did because it has a similar energy. If you watch that Barcelona DVD, that performance is just yeah, fuller. Um, exactly. And, and so, yeah, of, of all the songs on the rising, especially ones that nobody really talks about, um, Worlds Apart is, is one hell of a song. And, and again, lyrically and, and, and the way he kind of, you know, talks about, you know, uh, we'll, we'll find love in this kiss and throw it all away before we're, we're, we're gone. And, um, you know, it's it's just it's a great song. So. Yeah, one of the I, I agree, um, really well done. Um and we go back to, right, like, how do you fit everything in when you're trying to do a, a show? Right. Um, you know, High Hopes gets a lot of grief. And we did talk about this last episode where, um, you know, since I didn't collect bootlegs, they most of the songs were new to me, except for the ones that, you know, like Morella did, redid. Um, yeah. But um, I just love Frankie Fell in Love. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, so once again, I, um, I think I had it on our last episode. Um, one plus one is three and that's poetry. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just a great song. And, and I would, um, I, I think, 
I think the album itself doesn't get a lot of love, but I think there are individual songs, um, sure. you know, on these other lists, um, the wall was listed pretty low on yeah. those different lists of like, you know, and I think that's something that could have made this list as something that I think it's a really powerful song. And especially when he did born in the USA and the wall as a duo um, yeah. really told a great story. Right. I mentioned that last time I, I had the wall on and, yeah. and so did you, I believe. And um, yeah, the, that, that melding, I, I was fortunate enough to catch that. And that's, that's exactly the kind of pairing yeah. that you, you know, you want to see. And, and yeah, I, I thought about that. Um, I left it off again because I think most people do do like the wall yeah. um, and Bruce did play it on that tour. And uh, so I don't know if it's under, under appreciated or underrepresented. Um, there were other songs in there that I mentioned last time, like down in the hall and just like yeah. firewood. And I toyed with having them on here, but I, ultimately I left them off, but I mean, yeah, I could do, do 40 or 50 of these and you know, something, yeah, exactly. something to give, but yeah, but yeah, you're right. So good. All right. Next, my friend, you're down uh, to next your is, three, right? Yeah. We're getting down there now. Uh, number three, all I'm thinking about from devils and dust. Uh, I just, I've always, love that song I, I like the way he sings in that kind of campfire vocal i like that his voice cracks in the you know coming out of one of the verses and they just left that in there um i loved it on the tour i think it's one of the most vibrant um you know playful songs on that that album um and again a lot of people it, it's divisive a lot of people dislike it um it's not something he touched much on the tour or or definitely not after um but i think it's a, a real right spot on that album and um yeah i just love it i remember when my first child was born i made this little mixed cd with just you know kind of like lullabies but i didn't really have a lot of lullabies because i was a 30 year old guy who doesn't have lullaby cds so i just put you know slow quiet you know songs you could kind of fall asleep to there's some you know mm -hmm. tom petty ballads on there and stuff and and that's one and uh you know I, I think she still likes it i mean <laughs> i don't talk to her about it every day but um yeah. you know so it's got a special place in my heart for that reason and um yeah i just think in terms of if we're talking songs that i i really love that the fans don't talk about and bruce doesn't talk about and nobody touches um that's it's very very high on the, the list so oh absolutely i i think um i think i've shared with you that you know the Devils and Dust tour was my second show, and it was the first one that I'd felt like I'd done my homework. Yeah. I knew every song on Devils and Dust, and so there's a lot of things like I love Maria's Bed, that joy of like, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm coming back, and you know, um, I there's a lot of there's um, Jesus was an only son, yeah. um, you know, so that several of those could have made my list just as easy. Um, yeah. Do understand those may be a little tougher to throw in with a full band show, but oh, all sure. I'm thinking about you would be, I think, pretty well to do. Right, especially if he's going to yeah. do it a little acoustic spot, or you know, frankly, the band could work something up for that. Yeah. And uh, you know, yeah, it's it's just one of those songs that I, I get yeah. why it's you know kind of kind of slight and divisive, but yeah, it's so pretty. The, the whole album, you know as a whole is underrated um yes. that, that one gets slagged off quite a bit I, I think it was fairly well regarded when it came out but now when people kind of rank it or when they compare it to his other quote acoustic albums it, it's always kind of bringing up the rear but i don't know I, i'd put it pretty high for the definitely the last you know two decades and and yeah. probably overall it's in my top 10 for sure if not yeah you know, i blowing it <laughs> i i just personal preference i like it a lot more than i do ghost of tom Joad. 
same. Yeah. Um, you know, I just think they're the songs are more. I enjoy the songs Musical? more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I want to be careful, right? Uh, that yeah. I think, um, you know, there probably are more important songs For on sure. Ghost of Tom Joad, but just yeah. from a pure listening, um, I really like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I'm on the record. This is your sword is one of my favorite songs. It is something that, you know, I came this close to hearing live, uh, but seeds got it. Um, yeah. So uh, this is your sword is a song that, um, uh, as you said earlier in, you know, in our talk tonight, when, when Bruce puts a little religious tint on there, when he's mm-hmm. a little bit of a, a southern preacher i love it and this is your sword um a modern retelling of onward christian soldiers yeah. almost and so uh i just love that song so it had to make my list yeah i knew you were gonna have that one on there and, and yeah. i agree with you it's a, it's a it's a good song i just recently read uh, ken rosen's write-up on that it was his yeah. uh, i don't know what i forget what he calls that the uh, yeah. kingdom of days or whatever but yeah. Um, and it was interesting kind of reading about the video and I'd forgotten, I mean, I didn't forget about the video, but I kind of forgot it had that whole five minute sort of uh, uh, prologue before it even got into the song. And, yeah. um, you know, it's, yeah, it, it is a, is one of those things that he played it one time and I know you were about to get it again in Houston yes. and then Tom Morello <laughs> screwed yes. you over, but, uh, but yeah, uh, it, again, it, it certainly fits because it, it's definitely not, played enough uh only played once kind of like yeah. what love can do and some of the other ones we've been talking about here and uh yeah it deserves better than that and i think uh, most people agree like that was one of the songs everybody kind of cited as being a good one on that album so yeah i agree with you there all right uh you're number two all right these last two is where i'm gonna make some heads explode okay. uh number two is crush on you um, ah. i think Crush on You is is one of his most maligned songs. Uh, you know, I, I don't really know why. Maybe it's it's gotten a little better since the whole 2016 River Tour. I think people have maybe come around on it or been less harsh on it. Frankly, if you're going to put that up against um, some of the other kind of, you know, quote, throwaway rockers or whatever on the river, I would take that any day over, you know, something mm-hmm. like You Can Look, You Better Not Touch. Yeah. Um, which he plays all the freaking time for some reason. Right. I don't know. Um, and I don't know why he thinks he can you know concoct a big long showstopper or or, you know message you know song out of that but um but crush on you is just it's a fun just fast pace you know he's got a great vocal you know he's got he's got that 79 80s bruce vocal where he can like hit these high-pitched screams and everything and um the song just moves and cooks and there's you know some funny lines and um yeah i don't know i mean it's not nearly as people talk about the lyrics being kind of cringy but um something like I'm a rocker. I like I'm a rocker too, but that's got goofier lines than that. And then you look at something like real man where people kind of dump on that one too, but that's no, you know, goofier than I'm a rocker, or, you know, crush on you or anything. So um, I don't know. I think he's, he's allowed to have fun and he's allowed to make these silly little songs. And, and I think what sets him apart, whether it's good or not, you know, how, how catchy, how fun, how, how rocking is the song. And I think crush on you is a, a very good rock song. And I think, playing it live as we saw in 2016 it's it it really works and i think that kind of changed some people's minds on it and i i wish uh, he would play it more uh, but so I, in, in terms of i put it at number two because it's one that is kind of universally loathed or whatever and, and i really yeah. do like it, so i think it goes high on this particular list but. well um this is a perfect segue to me uh my last song 
is from Western Stars, and I do not understand the hate of Sleepy Joe Cafe. <laughs> um, I, I don't, I, you know, people go, it's so derivative, and I'm like, oh, couldn't you make that argument for a lot of Bruce's music is derivative? Sure. Um, I That's get if you, if you don't yeah. want to have a fun little poppy song, I get it, but I think it's i think it's really fun it's got a little bit of the cajun accordion in it it is it is a nice little uh pop song in the middle of a a a very interesting album and so i i get it if you don't like it but the dismissiveness of people like oh yes we've seen this before okay i i I guess maybe like, you know, the out in the street, you know, the feeling about, you know, Friday on my mind, but then, you know, my work with dress away it, I just don't get the, the disdain of the song is similar to like you on crush on you. So that was my choice for the, you know, as I said, going in chronological order, but I think it's a good way to end, especially as you're talking about crush on you and then whatever the number mind blowing number one, you're going to have. Well, I I will say, I agree with you um, that it's, it's not, that bad or whatever I, I think it maybe stands out a little more on western stars because the the entirety of that album is is not like that and yeah. um, you know the other songs are a little deeper and, and they're doing something a little um you know more of you know uh, like this kind of contemplative thing right. but yeah you're right he always has the the release he always got has kind of the the sunny day or whatever on his album yeah um so it's not to be unexpected but crush on you the, the thing about that is on the river every other song or whatever is a song like that so exactly. why that one is so you know bashed when you know i'm a rocker gets passed or cadillac ranch or I, i'm not saying crush on you is necessarily better than those songs it's fine if you like one better I, I might even agree that you know cadillac ranch is a better song or ramrod or, or whatever but see i would crush on you gets dumped i, I don't get it so. see and i would pick crush on you over ramrod yeah, you know, I, and, I, and and Ramrod is considered. Oh my goodness, I can't believe! Oh, we're getting Ramrod. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you know, it. I'm not saying. Well, I don't know. A, he played that one a, a lot, and and, yeah. and and live it is very fun, both on the DVDs yeah. we have, and then listening to some of these boots yeah. recently. I was just listening to the LA one from the reunion yeah. tour and the car today, and and it, it you can see why he plays it. It, it they they cook at it, and um, yeah. it's a good crowd response. So so I get it, but I don't know that it's true that had they put crush on you in that spot if that wouldn't have had the same effect other than the fact that maybe people just don't like that one as much but yeah um, I, I don't think it's a worse song just for being you know similar to some of those other ones so and Absolutely. so i agree with you sorry to get off track I no 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 you. i'm glad you did yeah all right <laughs> what's your number one ron number one is dancing in the dark ah uh, it's his biggest song chart wise and it's maybe his most well-known song he plays it all the time so underrated is the the wrong well underrated is not the wrong word uh, under uh, used is the wrong word but i do think a lot of people are like ah, dancing in the dark or like oh you know I, I like all of bruce's you know cool stuff but i don't like uh you know his poppy 84 stuff dancing in the dark is a song that i i would have agreed with you maybe you know 15 years ago like okay we don't need to see that every show but in the last few years you know if that song pops on at work or comes out in the car i it always puts a smile on my face it always makes me jump up and take notice um i i never skip it i i'm always happy to hear it um i know i mentioned that with something else on here but but dancing in the dark is sort of the you know the the synthesis of 
this entire list. You know, it's it's got its fans, it's got its detractors. It's a, a big hit, but it, it doesn't quite get the respect it deserves because it's almost too big. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't even care about its its legacy as being you know this this huge song and and all that. It's just a song I'm always happy to hear it always puts a smile on my face I never get tired of the lyrics I think it's underrated in the sense that the lyrics are are about something deeper and, and darker and if it was set to a different beat um, it could have been born to run or or you know any number of other songs um, promise land something like that it's got that same theme running through it it's just because you know they, they played it like an 80s pop hit that it kind of gets dumped on but I, I think it sounds great it sounds great today uh, the Barcelona performance is bar none my favorite performance of that song and i i wish there was a decent sounding uh, recording of it i hope maybe they release it as a nugs live archive release because i would listen to that over the studio cut every day um but they they don't play it quite the same way now in previous years and it, it, or in recent years and it kind of drags on with dancing with the girls and all that kind of stuff and it's fun to watch but it's not always that fun to listen to so the studio version uh you know is, is still just in in a four minute uh, just pure jubilation that's uh it's one of my favorite songs from him and um, it's unfortunate that because it was so big it kind of gets lapped off by people so that's my pitch for dancing in the dark being his most underrated song oh. well and and i think you know, boy is ken rosen getting a lot of love in this episode right <laughs> but when he does his you know cover me segment where he's playing and then you know and he'll do routinely he just did last week i believe as we're recording this uh my dancing in the dark roundup where yep. he'll have four or five people covering dancing in the dark and every one of them are different yep. uh, you know and all of them the different interpretations of the song um it is i do think you get a little bit the same thing as uh waiting on a sunny day gets some crap because of the little kid yeah. um i think dancing in the dark gets a little bit because he does bring someone up on stage you know mm -hmm. and there's a lot you know there's a lot of oh pick me and pick me and i want to dance with jake or can i dance with yeah. Susie?" or you know uh and um you know i was here in dallas the last time when they had you know 15 million teenagers all go up there and it was kind of crazy oh, yeah, right. but the bottom line but, you know was, that's not the song's fault that could have been any isn't other the song's song. fault. exactly <laughs> i mean you know and so i i agree it is one of it is one of those where the cool kids and i say that with air quotes um yeah. you know uh, dancing in the dark you know there's a reason why it it was his highest you know yeah. charting song it's it's a great song in the set um and it's a lot of fun and there is a lot of reasons why people you know cover it yeah. um and so yeah I, I i i agree with everything you said about it and i do think um if we do this another way songs that that don't get enough respect Right, disrespected songs and this is a disrespected song it is a and, song you know, that's that, just human nature to it's right. too big so it's you know right. it sucks you know you yeah. know and, and i get i get that and i i don't know i don't necessarily need to hear it every show either but um if we're just talking about the song itself and the lyrics and, and everything else like i said what it you know how it always kind of makes me uh, just be like oh it's you know this is a great song every time i hear it yeah um it's one of his best. I don't know what else to say about it. But no. and this could have been I'm on fire too. That that one, you know, it's a big hit, but you know, people kind of 
push that one aside or, or whatever. And I think whenever, whenever that comes on, I'm just like, I, I almost kind of forget Bruce did that. So I'm just like, Whoa, I'm on fire. You know, it's like a nice little surprise yeah. when that, it comes on. And um, you know, it, it's weird for a song that was so big and maybe that album was just too big, you know, and um, you know, there's so many singles on there. So when we, when I start throwing out like cover me and Darlington County and yeah. I'm on fire, you know, those are good songs, but they just sort of, they're just like, well, I don't want to hear that instead of Thunder Road. So forget it. Yeah, you know? exactly. <clears throat> So. Yeah. Perfect. God, this was fun, my friend. Yeah, I agree. Thanks. Yeah, that's good. Um, any final thoughts? Um, yeah, well, I, I was just kind of thinking about what we're going on here. Honorable mention or whatever, in terms of underrated Bruce things, uh, that Barcelona show, um, people yeah. don't like the DVD very much for some reason. I think it's mostly sound related. And I agree. I tried to rip a audio of it one time just to listen to it in the car because I think the performance is so great. Um, but it, it does sound like like crap even on even in yeah. good speakers and stuff like that but i was i was hoping that since they can't seem to get any good rising shows for the live archive release maybe they could at least take the audio from that sure. remaster it, and then give us that and and that would be great because if you do watch and listen to that it is a killer performance his, his vocals are almost pitch perfect it's my favorite performance of those rising songs um rising and lonesome day to start uh worlds apart like we already talked about that dancing in the dark the born in the usa is killer it sounds as good as the 80s if not better um so i i think that barcelona dvd deserves a lot more props than people give it despite the sound quality and then live 75 to 85 too you know everybody's always kind of like oh that's not good it's this compilation thing and they cheated and they took out stuff and added stuff and whatever but um i you know I've said this before to darkness on the edge of town is, is probably my favorite album just based on that group of songs, but I never really listened to the album because I don't particularly love the way it sounds stuff like Adam raises, raised the yeah. cane sounds kind of anemic and everything. But when you listen to it on live 75 to 85, those songs just come alive. And that's pretty much exclusively how I listen to the, the darkness stuff and, and because of the night and, and, and stuff like that. So um, I would just say, if we're talking underrated Bruce Barcelona and live 75 to 85 deserve much more love than they get from the, the fan I, base. I absolutely agree. And I remember being so happy when that Barcelona came out because, um, because the rising had been my first show to be, to get that experience again. And even yeah. if it was uh, absolutely, it's so good. And it's a killer performance too. I mean, they yes. just, for, you know, 50 ish or whatever they were. And uh, I, I had this thing going for a while and I still do this from time to time, but I was, I was in college when that came out. So I would come home from the bars, you know, kind of, kind of drunk. And I would just throw that DVD in and blast it and watch it till I decided to go to bed. And I would just do that all the time and drive my, girlfriend at the time crazy and, and every once in a while i still on like a sunday afternoon if i'm having a few beers i just i put that in and it never gets old i probably watch that you know it's got to be at least 100 times if not more. that's awesome you know, that is I, a, I still i love the hell out that, of that. is great i appreciate that surprise it still works frankly I'm surprised I'm yeah going to <laughs> yeah so. that would be fun for them to remix that if they could it's such a great show. Cool. So yeah, people absolutely. should revisit it if they've yeah. kind of slagged that one off or thrown yeah. it in the box somewhere. So. Get it get it in Blu-ray or something. Oh, I'd love sound. it. I yeah, that'd be it. great. Ron, this was a blast. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Oh, uh, I appreciate it. We will get together again sometime later this year. We'll All figure right. out some fun things to talk about. Um, listeners, you let us know who we missed. What are your underappreciated uh, songs or underrated songs? Uh, overlook songs let us know send it to me setlustingbruce at gmail.com uh, go get vaccinated go get boosted uh, let's all be safe and let's all take care of ourselves and let's all send mental energy 
solo tour Bruce, solo tour yeah. Bruce, solo Amen. tour Bruce, yeah, <laughs> you know, and see if we can make that happen. They can thank us for it. We'll get a piece of the, the Exactly. There we go. <laughs> I'm just happy if they can just, you know, give me where I can, uh, you know, buy tickets. Right, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> uh, thank you, Ron. Thank you, listeners. Thank we'll you. talk to you soon. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation, and I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter at setlustingbruce, and my personal Twitter is at jessejacksondfw. We have a website, www.setlustingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Brew shirts, as well as a Mary Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash... And right now, who does? You can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking. Hard rockin', music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set Listening Bruce. The theme for Set Listening Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.